they're wherever they are, and you're their angel, trying like hell to turn the ledger from red to black. Word to the wise, Jimmy, stay out of the angel business. Hey, what is it you're looking for in all of this? We finished the job. Recording. All right, everybody, we're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod, and you're listening, of course, to the analysis. Bob, how you doing? Uh, so we're going to dive right into the uh, new crime thriller released in theaters and on HBO Max this past weekend. The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Three Oscar winners, an exceptional cast, kind of a throwback, true detective style uh, film. And then uh, briefly at the end, we're going to dive into the uh, Golden Globe nominations. Uh, but first, Bob, I want to get your initial reactions to this uh, this new drop. It's The Little Things, Hayes, that make a good movie. And The Little Things that were missing from this script... Maybe watching this movie was like dining out at the Black Anus. <laughs> was was that the cafe in the movie? Yeah, they the the hoodlums, the the local street punks blow out the G in Black Angus on the highway for Denzel at the top of the movie. That's his. The, that's the crime he's originally trying to solve is is the this Black Angus. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and that's why he's got a Black so, Anus. So he goes back to L.A. to pick up some evidence, and then he gets swept up into his former life. Gotta solve those boots. I mean, on paper, this kind of seems fun, right? It's like it's a script from the 90s that was kind of dug off the scrap heap. Yeah, originally the writer was supposed to give it to Spielberg. Spielberg was going to direct it. But yeah, it's dug off the scrap heap. Spielberg doing a mystery crime thriller serial I mean... I just I don't know if I see that, but I mean, so this is this is what True Detective would have been if we weren't in the golden age of TV, right? Just yeah. Like, uh, let's get a bunch of movie stars and let's just have them solve a crime and just like, who cares about the script? We got three movie stars. Yeah, the cop noir drama, and really, this reminds me of go go on a journey with me here. When I used to live at my old apartment in Old Town, Chicago. There was what I called the world's worst CVS. It was this horrible CVS. They never had anything. It was terrible. And anytime someone said, hey, I'm going to go stop off at the CVS, I'd say, you know, that CVS should basically just be a sign pointing to the Walgreens a half mile away. And this movie, to me, feels like a sign that should just be pointing to Seven or one of the other <laughs> much more better movies of the cop, the cop noir drama. And I, I say Seven especially because it's got that whole old school cop mentoring the young upstarting cop and that whole relationship that's just just done so much better with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman than I feel like it is here and and I know that that's what they're going for and it's supposed to be a throwback and it's supposed to be nostalgic and I think anyone who likes this movie is gonna go yeah it reminds me of these old movies that I used to like and that's what what they're gonna like about it but I just think it's missing so many of those elements that were compelling in in the old-school throwback movies yeah, you know, like sound uh, plot elements, um, <laughs> compelling, uh, compelling narrative, uh, believable performances. You know, the little things. Um, I this isn't very good, but but it's kind of a fun B movie. Like 
I was going to see it at the drive-in, but I wasn't able to because it got sold out. And, you know, HBO Max is kind of a fine platform. Uh, Saturday night, I mean, it's, you know, it's like throwing on some crap that's on Netflix. It's, it, I, it, it's, but it's supposed to be prestige. You have Denzel. It um, wants to be so Rami much Mala. more than what it is. And yeah. I'm, I, I hate when it's like, d- Jared Leto, like three Oscar winners. It's like Jared Leto and Rami Malek are fraudulent Oscar winners. I think they're going to go down in history as some of the like, oh yeah, they have a fucking Oscar. And especially Leto is working so hard in this. It's just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to speak in odd rhythms, not blink and stare blankly into the camera. And that's going to make a compelling character. It's like, if, if you just said, Try to be as creepy as possible. That would be Leto, right? And I just felt... I just didn't feel any sort of... I felt like it was a lot of phoning in, to be quite honest. Ring the phone, man. I felt like they, a lot of these people were just kind of phoning in in a performance. I, I, I really didn't connect at all to the relationships here. Yeah. I, well, so the third act is a total mess. The ending is uh, meant to be ambiguous, but I think we're supposed to believe that... This obviously creepy guy didn't actually do it. He's just kind of a weirdo, uh, crime buff, as he says. And then it's the, the maybe all of these cold cases are actually obsessed cops, like the Zodiac. Like we never really find the guy because the cops killed the wrong person. Yeah. Uh, and then they and then they kind of shut it down. Uh, so I think we're supposed to believe that maybe this maybe this happens more than it more than it does. But well, in, in most movies like this, it's like. The guy you least expect is the killer, and here they've kind of flipped that, where it's like, "Well, this guy clearly did it," but but he actually didn't. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're trying to just flip that, and it's I, a it was... comment on the noir genre. I think that the little things could potentially, in the in an interview that I read about with the director and writer, who it's weird that he even wrote this because John Lee Hancock, he wrote like the blind side and the rookie, like very Disney kind of movies. And so this is, <laughs> this is clearly him, uh-huh. but he's, he's trying to make a comment on the genre. And, and you know, he's saying that the, the little things such as systematic compliance and guilt ridden cops actually lead to the social problems of today and lead to a lot of these unsolved mysteries. And, you know, those, those holes that he's digging in, the desert are very much a metaphor for the the holes or the the ghosts that are scattered about our crime system, as well. Yeah, so. just, just trying to just digging for holes, just taking shots in the dark. Exactly. I, um, I mean, I, I, as as much as you may not have liked Jared Leto, I, I thought he was kind of in the right movie and and kind of and doing something interesting. Yeah. Whereas Rami Malek, I, I mean, what the hell was that guy? What movie was he? <laughs> so <laughs> miscast. Yeah. Is he uh... is he supposed to be the the bad guy? Is, is he supposed to like be given Denzel? But then he's suddenly his friend, and then he's no. kind of like, it's like a buddy system. Yeah, it's it's this. He's he's obviously connects with Denzel and, and a lot of times there's these this animosity between the old school cop and the new wave cop and they, they don't do that this is a movie that's constantly trying to turn these tropes on its head and so instead it's like oh you can help me solve this crime you're my best friend now and they get attached at the hip and then he kind of gets infected with Denzel's drama with his with his <laughs> his obsession for yeah he gets infected with that and girls. it takes him down obviously in his character arc so that's that's supposed to be Rami Malek he's supposed to be this 
this new wave. You know, he's got the slick glasses and the and the, the suits. They're very much young, dressed. hot shot. Yeah, that's supposed to be what he is, but it, you don't really don't get a, a vibe of that. Yeah, you kind of maybe even think he might be a murder suspect yeah, at the top. Yeah, he's creepy it, as hell too. He's almost as creepy <laughs> as Leto. So that's kind of what they're going for, but yeah, I don't think it's executed. And again, to to compare it to a movie that does it the right way, but Seven very much gives you this this the different energies and the mentorship and and they're going for that here it just doesn't connect as much i was waiting for the scene where it's you know uh rami malek we cut to where he's you know his uh his home life and it's uh he's got some chick wrapped up and he's telling her about the merits of huey lewis in the news and then uh, <laughs> he, he has to go return some videotapes i uh I, but but then he's got this really wholesome family life but, but, but this this guy was playing so creepy at the top and he kind of just looks like a weird dude um, having said that, I really I've heard lots of really great things about his Bond villain. So okay. I know people are kind of like wary. Um, Again, about that. that would be the Cast. right movie for that energy, not yeah, the, the exactly. noir good good boy cop. Um, and then Denzel, I recently watched uh, Crimson Tide, uh, a classic ninety five blockbuster. You know, um, Gene Hackman and man, so fun uh, just to kind of get in the mood a little bit. And uh, Denzel's almost never bad in any movies. Um, this is just another one of those. Uh, him and um, this was a phone in for him. He's yeah. he's not working on this. He's doing Denzel, which is fine. It's great. Denzel's great. What's funny is that uh, I saw this movie right after seeing Liam Neeson's new film. Uh, uh, where I mean, though, those guys have such similar late in life career paths, right? Where they mm-hmm. these these phone in vigilante or like cops. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. I guess they probably had to eat similar returns. Yeah, this is more about the psyche of the protagonist. So it shifts the focus to the who done it and really tries to explore the deep emotional trauma that these detectives go into. And so that's where the end of the movie is giving that a bow or giving that closure. But also, mm-hmm. now you have a killer that's likely out there on the loose and is able to kill more people just so that these cops can get resolution in their own life. And so it, it is kind of playing with, is it actually a happy ending, I guess? Well, yeah, no. I mean, I think, well, I mean, how do you think? So Denzel, he, he kind of closes the loop. He, he He's like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to... I think uh, he perpetuates found... a loop. Right, but so he, what, he buys that red brooch which is supposed to indicate that yes, this was our guy. It one of one of the telltale signs I found in his little crawl space. But the crawl space just had like clippings of the case because yeah. he's just a crime nut and he's just sexually so, aroused by crime. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird enough. But like, uh, it, it, no indication does it give that he was murdering these people. And also like the limp may feel may you know he's kind of walking around with this this limp and it's just like a weird affectation and. Just like something a serial killer might have, but I think also it's it's supposed to. This guy was supposed to be like, you know, chasing down women and you know not limping after them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so then maybe that's and and also what did you what did you make of the 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 whole thing about the boots? Where it's like I think it was early on in the movie. It's like oh man, I don't really see the guy's face, but he had this fantastic pair of boots. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we keep seeing Denzel Washington have really nice boots on. Yeah, that was weird and. Just maybe living and walking in the skin of his, of the people that he's hunting, that could potentially be because because definitely Rami says nice boots, 
in the diner as well. You see boots at the top where the woman's getting chased in the in the whole trucker scene at the top of the movie. They show yeah. they show boots. Uh, you also see kind of a slow stalking, which could a lot of this is just giving you putting you in the perspective of these detectives where there's clues that suggest or don't suggest someone's connection to a crime, right? So you're kind of getting little pieces, but you never get a full picture, and that leads to all of this madness and frustration of not being able to definitively say, this is my man. Right, yeah, it's like, oh, maybe Denzel do it, and he's hiding it, or or maybe, because those are the boots that he pulled out of the evidence, right? And then so he's wearing them to try to walk in this guy's shoes right i guess or is it are the do the boots connect him with the blood to that crime originally i haven't really unlocked the boots to be quite honest yeah um and you know i mean these aren't really spoilers per se the movie isn't really spoilable um just because it's kind of left very ambiguous but like in what world does rami malek's character get into that car Oh yeah, that's totally unbelievable. Where it's yeah. you're like what? prime suspect, like hey, I'm gonna drive you to where I buried this body. Like what? Like okay, yes, show me. Maybe he's so obsessed. With, I mean, no, no. no certain. No. I mean, a couple of them I could see them, and you're starting to get into the the lengths they're able to go, the the different times that they break the law by trying to catch this guy, and. But, but that goes way too far, right? You could say, okay, maybe maybe bending the, the rules to break into the apartment because you really feel like you're going to nail them. But getting into the car and driving across the way, and there's just no way that he would do that without some sort of contingency plan. Yeah, completely implausible. And, yeah, I mean, so, like, all right, the little things, he keeps saying it, it's the little things that get you caught. And he's talking about you got to think from the mind of the, our, you know, the... yeah the perpetrator but actually he's talking about themselves as cops it's like you know in order to cover up our fuck-ups you got to think about the little things from that point of view so i don't know i guess i i see where it's where it's coming from and like i said it's kind of a fun b flick you know what i mean it's it's nothing special. it was just kind of such a tr- drop of the ball in that in that that final third um leading up to it i i was kind of okay you know I, I'm, I'm game let's see where, where this is going and it kind of just really fell off the cliff. Um, but can, can you imagine getting like a full season of Rami Malek and Denzel, like we got from uh, True Detective? <laughs> I mean, I mean, but if but when they would have announced, oh, True Detective, Denzel and Rami Malek, I would have been yeah. jazzed for that. Yeah, but right? that just kind of like the actual seasons of True Detective became outside of the first one with Woody Harrelson and McConaughey it just ended up being long and drawn out and not very compelling. That was incredible, man. I, I, I still to this day, maybe my favorite single season of, of television. I, that also kind of broke the mold of movie stars doing TV. Yeah. Again, um, another, this sign, this should be a sign pointing to true detective season one or seven. If, if this is what you're interested yeah. in, just go watch the better versions. Of go it. watch those for sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we mentioned, uh, Jared Leto kind of being a little strange. Uh, uh, anything else you want to say about the movie before we kind of transition into the Globe nominations? I'm. I think I, I'm. I'm willing to put it to bed. I. I yeah. think it was. It was something to watch if you have nothing to watch. But I think it's trying to be way more interesting than what it ended up becoming. And 
move on. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm out on Jared Leto in general. Yeah, so Jared Leto was nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, do you do you care much about the Golden Globes at this point, Bob? I, I don't know the... Clearly there's no significance, but there has been some recent carryover to from Globe winners to actual winners. So I think a couple years ago, speaking of Rami Malek, that's when you started to go, oh, this this could actually happen. And then the subsequent award season, he just caught fire. But the Globes were kind of the first on the scene of me at least taking that performance seriously for an Oscar. Yeah. And in the Bohemian Rhapsody. So I've started to pay a little more attention to them because it used to just be kind of a clown show. I think the three female directors getting nominated for Best Director is a good start, though. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I am, yeah, Regina King, uh, Emerald Fennel, and then Chloe Zhao, right? Uh, Nomadland? Yeah, for nom- Nomadland. Nomadland and uh, what's the other one? Minari are two that I'm excited to see. Uh, Absolutely. I think So, yeah, if you look at the, the best, uh, best motion picture categories here, I mean, a lot of these are going to be in play for, for Oscars. I, I don't think... They're totally off the mark here across the board. It's, I mean, you look Jared Leto. It's just, I mean, the classic is they they just want celebrities at their party, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of have a little inside baseball. I I've worked events um, where like I think Hulu put on an event um, to try to wine and dine some of these voters, the Hollywood Foreign Press. I was blown away at how like slovenly and just absolute pigs honestly these like eastern europeans these like i don't know like it was almost like the cat the foreign press yeah the foreign press they was just like swarming over the plates and just like taking five things of food at once i i saw people leaving with garbage bags full of leftovers and just like it's like these are like like homeless people and jesus it was so (laughs) eye-opening i was just like this these are the people they're just raking bite-sized oh, yeah. Snickers into their purse. Um, yeah, it was like, like Homer Simpson at the, at a wedding. Like, hey, where do you think you're going, wiener boy? <laughs> and uh, it's just, I, I couldn't believe it. It was it was completely shocking. And then I haven't really put much weight into the award ceremony for a while. It is kind of like a, um, it's no it's no secret that it's kind of a joke. It's, it's somewhat fun when you get Ricky Gervais just kind of being brutal to these celebrities and you know his monologues are usually funny, and the the Mel Gibson gag from a few years ago. And I love a drink as the next as much as the next guy, unless the next guy is Mel Gibson. Exactly, <laughs> which is just hilarious. So there, it's worthwhile if it's funny, but like, yeah, I get Tina and and uh, Amy back, and I'm sure they'll be fine. I just there isn't a whole lot of movies out there this year, and a lot of them are kind of indie films, and so I think we'll get a lot of representation of some of the stuff that maybe wouldn't have seen you know, uh, the limelight in a normal year. Um, so this could actually be more of a precursor than usual just yeah. based on the lack of other things to choose from. Man, I really hope that they start to pare back or tone down some of these other award shows because it really seems inevitable by the time we get to the actual Oscars who's going to win at least the big ticket items. I think, yeah. so me and you, because we do the Oscar bet every year, and last year phenomenal you had to sing being alive at the karaoke bar in la it was electric and we still have the video the year before that i had to do the nude staff fighting from (laughs) in a bodysuit in a bodysuit from um 
Roma. Roma. And so this year we still have to come up with our bet. But we did say that we're going to add a new wrinkle this year that before the award season, if you put in a lock, meaning if you want some, if you think something is going to win a particular category, you can lock that in before the award ceremony and it can earn you extra points on your ballot, but you can't make a change once you lock it in. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't think I'm ready to do that. I'm gonna hit a lock almost button. anything. I want to lock a button in, and it's a big what's, ticket lock. This is huge. What's the what's the big ticket lock? So I can't make a change after this, no matter what happens in award season. I'm locked into this. I'm okay. going to lock in best actress. Oh, okay. I guess where you're going with this. Who do you think I'm going with? What, Carrie Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan, promising young woman. I'm hitting my lock-in button. It's locked. The button has been hit. I'm locking that in. I cannot make a change now, but I will get extra points if she comes through. I just I just can't imagine anyone else winning, and so I'm locking it in. Uh, without seeing Nomadland, I don't think I'd be ready to make that call, but uh, it, she's if she doesn't win, she'll be the runner-up. So I think that's a, a, a solid bet there. We're running um, out of time to lock them in, though. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so what is it? Before the Oscar noms, you have to get them locked in. Right, so I'd say you gotta lock it in before the Globes. But uh, so I will also lock in Soul for Best Animated. It's locked. That's yeah, pretty much right. a lock. But well, anyway. that's it. I would I would call that a lock as well. I'll join you on get the Soul one. We'll cancel um, each other out on that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just I, I think Jared Leto also got like a SAG Award nomination. Just punch me in the dick. God damn. <laughs> Um, Has there been, ever, do, you, do you have an actor that you just truly root against the same way that I'm currently rooting ex- against Jared Leto? I feel like he's Tom Brady for me right now. I'm just like, enough of this guy. Uh, I don't. I actually, Jared Leto, I mean, he's getting a lot of uh, leash from me based on uh, what the the movie he did with McConaughey. Dallas um, Buyers that, Club? Dallas Buyers, that won him the Oscar. I thought he was deserving of that award. So That one actually wasn't, yeah, I, I called it fraudulent at the top of our conversation but it was the performance was nice i think rami's was fraudulent but especially then, the, just the runaway success of that i mean i just people were voting for uh you know freddie and, and not really i, I don't know I, yeah. I just 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 to have, just had to have zero losses along the the awards route there yeah. um but uh, like i was saying I, I think this year um not not a super exciting ceremony or or broadcast for the globes or the oscars i i would anticipate um just, but again i think you'll, you'll see some of these movies get some extra uh, you know extra yeah. extra time um trial of the chicago seven is currently my favorite i've seen uh, mostly for nostalgia region reasons but it was the most fun i had at the movies without being at the movies if, if that makes any sense um and yeah, plenty of other good stuff as well to look out for. Uh, Nomadland, uh, Minari, and then uh, what's the one I'm uh, I'm thinking of? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm. Um, those are the th- the three left uh, that could be heavy hitters for me that I'm on the lookout for. Um, but yeah, w- w- are you gonna watch the Golden Globes? Bob? Absolutely. I got nothing else to do. I got no yeah. place else to go. I'll watch <laughs> it, and it's it's interesting because. The further along we travel, it, it's just fun for me and you to talk about. And me and you have hosted Oscar parties together. 
in our time, but we also know how ridiculous it is for a group of people to say, this this was the best one this year. It's totally arbitrary and subjective, and we've talked on our podcast recently to actual people who have won Oscars, and they don't even give a fuck, which makes me give a fuck even less, you know? But right. it's still just fun to to talk about and, and just to celebrate movies. I Winning and losing, I, we definitely get too caught up in that as just us but it's it's still fun i don't know fuck it it's fun i mean like half the time uh it uh these uh winners don't stand the test of time um citizen kane not winning is a perfect example of that i mean i i i think we always say like uh, the winners of the screenplay awards are usually pretty good representations um and then foreign language is kind of just a fun category to have five films to go seek out other than that, what what are you really getting out of this? I mean, um, you know, maybe like a, a film like Get Out or, or um, uh, what was the movie that beat um, La La Land? Um, oh, uh, Moonlight. Yeah, a film like Moonlight getting more viewers. I mean, that's always good stuff. I and it, they, you're right. They always seem to reward the performer or the director or the writer on the wrong movie, even. A lot of times, oftentimes, I think one one big example that we had in our history was when I voted for a social network on my ballot and you voted for King's Speech, and that has not aged well. So fucking King's <laughs> Speech put me to sleep, that English piece of shit. But it's... Uh, what won that year? It was King's Speech. Social... King's yeah, Speech won Best network. Pick. I, I, I lost my network ballot. Social should have won. That's right. Social network is a lot of people are saying it's one of the best movies of the last 20 years. And you had King's speech about the guy who needed speech therapy. I really like that movie, but social network. Go watch the crown because that's a better version of it. Uh, Trent Reznor could be in for some big hardware. I think uh, he's nominated here for soul and um, Mank. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just quickly go go down this here. So uh, best motion picture drama, the father haven't seen that yet. Um, It's Anthony Hopkins kind of, uh, his, his final farewell, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's supposed to be incredible. He plays a, a guy with dementia. Um, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago 7. Those are the five for drama. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Chicago 7. Why not? What about you? It seems to be the most awardsy of them. I Right now, I would probably say Chicago 7 is likely. If I had a vote, I would vote for Soul. Or Promising Young Woman. That's... Promising Young Woman. All right, best performance by an actress in drama, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey, uh, Andrea Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, mm-hmm. which I haven't really heard about. That doesn't come out yet, I don't think. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, I have yet to see as well. Francis McDormand, we just mentioned that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. I'll, I'll take a random stab. I'll say Francis McDormand, Carrie Boop. Mulligan. I haven't is... seen the movie, but Mulligan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Best performance by an actor in a drama. We got Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Jacob yes. Bozeman, Ma Rainey. Yes. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman, Mank. Tahir Rahim, The Manch. Uh, Mauritanian, I can't even say it. I, I, I haven't even heard Give of it. Give me Bozeman. Give me Bozeman. Uh, Chabot Bozeman, Ma Rainey. Um, yeah, me too. I'm not going to vote against that. Uh, Riz Ahmed, I think. It's a great performance. And Anthony go see Hopkins. Sound of Metal if you have not. I mean, Golden Globes, they like to award guys like Anthony Hopkins, um, so I could see that maybe taking it. But, uh, yeah, give it to J- – I'll, I'll take Chad with Bozeman. Um, although you can make the argument it's more of a supporting role. I, I, 
Never mind. Forget that. Uh, best motion picture, <laughs> musical, or comedy. Borat, Hamilton, music. Never heard of that. I don't think anyone's ever heard of that. Palms, Palm Springs, and yeah. The Prom. I thought The Prom was terrible. The, I haven't yet to see The Prom, but I guess of those, Palm Springs? I, that's not going to win. What was maybe... What, what were the li- one more time? What were the top of the list? Borat, the Hamilton uh, uh, film. Oh, they're not gonna give it to Hamilton. Oh, fuck. Shit. This is tough because Palm Maybe Springs it's the prom. was great. I love Palm Springs. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, the most impactful for me was Hamilton. Getting to see that yeah. performance was incredible. Um, Borat, I think, is probably the greatest achievement here. Okay, maybe they'll go with Borat. I know the Borat girl is nominated later, and so is Co- Sasha Baron Cohen. So maybe they'll. they'll for kinda... me, for me, I'll, I'll say Hamilton. That that's my favorite of these. Um, what's your pick? I'll Borat. pick. I'll pick Borat. That's fine. All right. All right. Let's move on. Best performance by an actor, musical or comedy: Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, James Corden, The Prom. Give me a break. Lin Manuel Miranda, Hamilton. Speaking of needing star power. Yeah, could that guy has that guy ever been funny? Uh, Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield, Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. I would love to see Andy Samberg. Here. Samberg, baby. Uh, that would Let's be root for him, but we know it's not going to happen. Who knows? I, I'll give it to Sasha. I, I think yeah. Borat takes both of these down. Yeah. I mean, can you really give can – you, can you really award Lin-Manuel Rand? I mean, this is – it's already won a shitload of Tonys. I mean, this is a, a performance It's just a pre-recording. From, yeah, from years ago. Yeah. I don't know if this I counts. Know. But anyway, I'll, I'll give it to Borat. Let's bump to writing and then directing and call it. Uh, let, I want to quickly go over the uh, best perf- uh, supporting actor uh, performance um, in a motion picture. We, Sasha Baron Cohen again, Trial of Chicago 7. That's going to win. He'll win for that for sure. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto for The Little Things. Bill Murray on the Rocks. I love on the Rocks. And uh, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Um, so maybe Sasha Baron Cohen again. Two two categories. That would be so great. That would be so fun. I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if they're going to be doing red carpet or to to what degree things are going to be going on. But just Sasha Baron Cohen on an award sh- an award series ride. Yeah, is something I'm here for. It's um, what we need. I'll give it to Bill Murray. I just I love him in On the Rocks. Um, and but you're going Sasha. Yeah, I haven't seen On the Rocks yet, but I'll go Sasha Baron Cohen. All right, let's do – all right, so screenplay for motion picture. Um, Emerald, Fennel, Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher, Mank, Aaron Sorkin, Chicago 7, uh, Florin Zeller, The Father, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Um, yeah. Nomadland is a sneaky mystery out there for me, but I'm going with Emerald Fennel. Promising Young Woman. That is a great script. This is a tough one. I, I mean, you and I both love the screenplays. I'll uh, – Give me, yeah, give me Emerald Fennel as well uh, for Promising Young Woman. Uh, let's just quickly go to directors. Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman director. David Fincher, director of Mank. Regina King, One Night Miami. Aaron Sorkin, Chicago 7. Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Um, I think these are going to be the five major players for Oscars as well, possibly. Um, oh, give me uh, Aaron Sorkin, Chicago 7. Yeah, that's actually. You know what? I'm I'm gonna ride with promising a woman at least for a little while here. No, no locks besides Carrie Mulligan, but I will go with Emerald Pennell for director. 
All right, cool. Yeah, shaping up to be, uh, it could be a little back and forth uh, as we go through Oscar season. I Hopefully there's just no runaways. Hopefully there's no sweeps. Hopefully, you know, a lot of representation, um, you know, a lot of African-American act actors, actresses, directors, first-time directors. Um, so yeah, some, some decent representation here. So hopefully, uh, yeah, and also Minari uh, um, with uh, some, mm -hmm. some uh, Asian representation as well. There we go. All right, so, cool. So a little preview there, and uh, a little preview. Yeah, I mean we're gonna dig in when them Oscar noms come out. It's gonna be a battle royale, and I will be coming back to you with what our bet will be this year, and hopefully it'll be something equally as embarrassing as it's been the last two years. <laughs> yeah, those, the, the man, those were those stung. Those were a doozy for sure. All right, um, all right, cool, man. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, chatting with me here, Bob. And uh, absolutely, buddy. It's always a pleasure. Excited to kind of break down more of the uh, uh, prestige end of year film awards season, even though maybe the awards themselves don't really matter. Let's get prestige. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to wash your hands. Like and subscribe. Treat each other with respect. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.